you're like, oh, fuck. So you got to keep the mic very close to your mouth. Like, like that? Yeah. You talk uh, loud. Like, like deep throat in? Like. I'm just glad I'm not directly beside no, you because you're like fucking Benjamin Button and I'm tired of it. Man, it's so Dude, weird. you are Benjamin Button and it that, makes me um, sick. The picture that uh, one of my friends posted a picture yesterday yeah. of uh, like my frat picture from 2012. Yeah. And I reshared it and everyone's like, Ricky, you actually reversed age. It's true. And it was I 10 hate years you. ago. I absolutely yeah. hate you. Who like, told you, you reversed you, like, age? Can we switch? Like... My my whole DMs is saying the exact same thing, and I did Dude, that picture. Benjamin I did it Button. on. Uh, I did it on TikTok. Grays, I think. What the fuck? Yeah, the grays are g- getting crazy now. But even ben- my beard. No, you have less grays. Yeah, but the no, grays look good on you. Grays. You're like going like George yeah. Clooney style. Like, guys, man. Again, I, I've said this before, but I love when people start the podcast by just pumping my tires. So, <laughs> future guests listening, if you want to do this too, that's fine. I, I won't complain at all. <laughs> I'm actually not pumping your tires. I just don't want to sit beside you because I I've gotten fat and. Ugly and you're Mass, I don't solid. think you've actually aged either, man. Yeah, okay. I wish, From ba- back in the day when we used Mike to shake it. Mike destroyed me. Just <laughs> destroyed me. Fuck, it's mad. What was the last time I saw you? Or we it's saw been you? at least at least three years. No, maybe more. More. more than that. Yeah, more. It's been a long time. Yeah, a long time. I'm trying to think when I we saw were... you before you traveled. Before you Mass, went on that tra- that travel craziness. That was, yeah, yeah. That was amazing. Bro. 27. I went 2017. That's like now five years ago. Five yeah. years ago. 20. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. crazy. That's crazy. I don't think I've seen you. Yeah, similar kind of thing. Probably like four probably or five years. Probably the same time. Yeah. 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 Well, wow. I did take a little bit of a hiatus, and it was just like disappeared from the world. Disappeared yeah, for yeah. the world for a little bit, which was really nice. And then, yeah, that's what happens when you get old, man. But we're not kids anymore. You know what it was, bro? Like you know, it, for me, it was you know, I did the clubs when I was so young, right? Like I started when I was sixteen, seventeen, bro. Yeah. Like I was really young. Man. What was it before Line Productions? The what was UT your all events. ages? UT events. Oh fuck yeah! I remember. Yeah, man. So like, I'll never forget that. Like my first party I ever did with uh, some partners was at uh, Lucid, which was oh, then wow, Circa. Lucid. Oh, my God. So, and I'd never walked into a club before. Which is now Marshalls. Yes. And Milestones. Yes. So, you know, I oh, did yeah. it with this guy named Ralph Maddie. I don't know if you guys remember yeah, Ralph. Legend, remember Ralph. Yeah, legend. 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 He was like my mentor, bro. I feel like and he was like Maddie's too. Yeah, yeah. Like, Ralph taught me how to talk, how to walk, how to walk into rooms. Like, I was bred to be a promoter. Like, yeah. did you, when you walk in, this is how you say hi. When you do something, this is how you talk to somebody. This is how you, you you create relationships. It was crazy, man, back then. And, uh, dude, he t- I went to the club like a week before the event, and I'm like, this is what I got to fill? Because there's no pre-sale tickets back then, man. There was no, there wasn't ticket dude, was lingers. Yeah. Like, firing people, talking to people. So I walk in there, and I'm like, dude, I'm going to lose you a lot of money. <laughs> and he's like this. He's like, no, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Don't worry. I, I believe in you. I believe in you. And I was doing it with this guy, Ronnie and Gigi, and they're like, it's going to be amazing. Don't even worry. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, kind of worried. The event came, <laughs> and we did 3,700 people. First event. First event. This would have been what? Oh four, oh three. I don't even know, man. I don't even know. <laughs> like, it's, it's well, long I'm time. 35 now. This is when I was 17. So 18 years ago. Yeah. So we're going back to. I don't know. I'm 04? terrible at math. I'm terrible. At math. Oh four. Yeah. yeah. It's oh four, man. It's crazy, crazy, right? These girls, Beck and Danielle, were probably like, yeah, you guys were nine. <laughs> you guys were nine? Well, oh, my God, little babies. Yeah, man. And then, you know, I was doing the all ages, and I was doing my thing with that, and I was doing well with it, and then I progressed into the 19 plus. And then uh, 
I went out with Ralph one Saturday. And Lime walked, Productions. Lime Productions, yeah, man. And then I went out with Ralph one Saturday, and we're walking around, and we go into this one place, and it was this, uh, we went to a bunch of different clubs. We went to Century Room that he owned at the time, went to Law 332, and then we walk into this place called Boudot. And I walk into Boudot, and I'm like, this place sucks. Like, there's <laughs> nobody here. This is terrible. And he's like, this is my night. I'm like, whoops. My bad. <laughs> I'm like, my bad. And I was 18, and he's like, he's like, no, man. He's like, you should just... Like, if you think you could do something here, when you're 19, we'll do it. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, let me do it now. I'm like, people already got fake IDs, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, let me do it now. <laughs> and he's like this. He's like, no, no, no. I'm like, you have literally have nothing to lose. What do you have to lose? Yeah, it so always sucks here anyways. Two weeks after that, I, um, I I started promoting. I called a bunch of buddies. And back then, you know, you would call a friend and then another friend, another friend. And we were trying to figure out how to get everybody downtown. And we didn't know how to get people downtown. You're a Vaughn guy. You're a Woodbridge guy. Woodbridge, right? Yeah. So the Woodbridge crew, I couldn't get them downtown. And if I would get them into a limo bus, it was double the price. And it was only 20 people. So I wanted to do volume, right? So we called uh, a bus company. I'm not even fucking I remember kidding. these. We called an actual school bus company and said, I need like seven buses. And we did seven buses from Woodbridge. And people gone into school buses. And these were like regular people like us, yeah, guys, yeah. like normal people. Gone to school buses, 15 bucks each and went to the club. And that two weeks later, we sold the whole place. So we did 800 people. And then it was just Udo was born. I, I remember some St. Mike's guy, too. And there was always the Woodbridge St. Mike's buses. Yeah. And it was the exact same thing, except you take the Woodbridge bus to St. Mike's in the morning, take it back. Yeah, then you Monday to Friday. And then Saturday, you do the same thing. Woodbridge bus same downtown bus. and back. It was crazy, man. And then, yeah, it just and then it just spiraled, man. And then from there, you know. Went into a bunch more stuff, man. You know what I used to love? I, the name of your anniversary party, Taste of Lime. Twist the Lime. Twist, Twist the Lime. Yeah, that was, yeah, a, that was, that was a always good a good one. Yeah, that was because um, you got to remember back then, too. Like when I first got into the club scene, it wasn't like what it was when, you know, you guys came in yeah, and all these we other later. guys came in. You couldn't own a promotion company. That's not the way it worked. Is if you wanted to be a promoter, you had to work under somebody. So you would have to work under ZRF or you would have to work under Dynamite or Adnan or whoever these yeah, guys were. If you would call a club or walk into a club and say, I want to work there, no shot in a million years. They would never hire you. They would literally say to you, you have to go speak to this person and work under them. So I was working under ZRF, but I was running Boudot by myself. So I went to him. When where's Boudot? Like, Boudot, it was Rain. Oh, my God. That's how long ago it was. Yeah. And now Rain is that. Uh, Rain is that restaurant. That's it's brewery. a brewery thing, too, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. What's it called now? I have no clue. Anyway, I have where no is clue. P so um, Rich Queen and, Peter. and yeah, Queen. Bo yeah, between, between. Queen and there's a brewery there. Yeah, Peter Street. It's got a rooftop patio, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just by, what's what's that little brewery. restaurant on the corner? There's a little restaurant on the corner. The the French spot's so good. What's it? What's it called? Peter Pan. Yeah. Yes. And it's yes. then it, the brewery's right sells beside. It. You know what's so crazy about Peter Pan? Sorry, I'm gonna jump in on this. Yeah, yeah. I never clued in, so I don't know if this was done purposely. But I'd always see Peter Pan, and the other day I was driving down that street to come pick you up, and I was like, Peter Pan. I was like, it's a restaurant. It's on Peter Street. They use pans. <laughs> I was like, is that how they came up with the name? Probably. And I, and I actually never clicked in my head. Pretty smart. It's like, yeah, I was like right at the corner. I was thinking, like, that's a really clever name, random name, but that, yeah. this kind of makes sense now. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy. cool little spot, because then they got the kit, they have the little latte store beside it. Yes. It's a, it's a double spot. It's, so it's a good, restaurant, man. then a little... Um, Cafe. It's yeah. so good, man. I've never been in there, but I always wonder it's why. Really good, like, it's really good. It's like a just, French cuisine type of just vibe. Just Peter Pan. I've, really, I've really walked really by numerous times. I, I live yeah. literally right down Their the street. Their little patio over there is really dope in the back. Yeah. Yeah. I used to yeah and then, the no, but that brewery's got a really nice one. I haven't been. Danielle, are you looking up the name of it or? It's not a mascot brewery. I know. I, no. it's, it's, once you say it, it's like Hooper's it's Bar Hop. Bar Hop. That's it. Bar Hop. It was yeah. Hoop something. Hop. Is Mascot Brewery still around? No, that's where the new hotel is. That's the new. No, boo. 
Yeah. It changed to two 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 king. Two two four king and some no. Okay. Anyways, it's okay. Yeah, man. Hey, w- when you're repeating her saying stuff, wait till she says it all, then say it all. Because you're, you're going to hear her say it, you repeat yeah, it, her say you it. you can't hear her say it. It's just weird. She doesn't talk it, loud it enough. Weird. And then it's like, you like mumble you know, it. The problem it. is there's such a gap you hear. Like, no, people are like, oh, why? Like, why do you guys just, like, is there a delay? My mom will text <laughs> me. She's like, Ricky, you know there's like a 10 second pause. And I was like, oh, it's because Danielle's talking. Yeah. Sometimes when we don't repeat it. Sometimes Because my mom, so my mom watches on YouTube, right? Yeah. That's how she watches now. So she, she knows because yeah, she can see me. We look at Danielle when Danielle's talking. Everyone That's should watch on YouTube. We need those streams, baby. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, we're we're going to start no. pushing it. Spotify's back. Um, but yeah, bro, it's, it's insane how that all uh, kind of came about, man. It's, I think know. the first Lime party I ever went to was you guys used to do Rockwood, no? No. No? No. So I remember I took a Woodbridge bus to Rockwood once. We probably did like a one-off there or something. Maybe. Because like, so I got my fake ID taken away there. Probably. That's what undercover. we were. We were yeah. like the young guys that were like bringing in like all the young kids that were just causing like it was the Woodbridge kids, right? Like, yeah. I'm a Woodbridge guy, but I moved out when I was 20, but yeah. still a Woodbridge guy at heart. And, at heart. Yeah, you, you know, you know, the Woodbridge guys, they start fights. They, they're lunatics. They're, you know, that's what it was. I, so I we used to go into clubs and just fucking demolish them. Yeah. I don't think I ever told this story on the pod, but when I was, it was a week before I went to Western or a couple of days before Western and I had a great fake ID. Like I've yeah. always had good fake IDs and I was using this guy's, uh, I can't fucking remember which one I was taking at the time. Anyways, so got in there, and my ID, I have the ID, the student card, and I had an old visa of his, or an old debit card or something. Well, I had three pieces. I had three <laughs> you pieces. You were ready to go. So we're walking to Rockwood. I wasn't even drinking, because I just got my wisdom teeth out, so I was still on antibiotics, and again, I went to Western like two days later. So we get there, and you see these like old people in shorts, but at the time, I didn't know that's what undercover, undercover cops look like. Yeah. I just thought, they're old people that went to clubs. Like, yeah. I figured moms and dads still went to nightclubs. Well, it turns out now, if you see an older person at a, like a 19-year-old or a 20-year-old club, yeah, good chance yeah, they're disclaimer not. Yeah, disclaimer. Anyways, <laughs> so a guy comes like, hey, can I see your ID? I was like, no. Like, oh, where the police shows us the badge. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, well, fuck it. My ID's sick. Give him the ideas. You got a second piece? Yeah, perfect. So as I'm pulling out my wallet, he's like, you got a third piece? I was like, oh, yeah, here. Give him. He's like, oh, what's that card? I had my actual ID Ooh. in the same wallet, but like it was behind all like the three pieces. Yeah. He so he's like, what's that? I'm, like, I don't, I'm not showing you. My wallet. I don't have to show you. He's like, I'm confiscating these. Get out. I was like, fuck. You're lucky you just got that. Yeah, nothing, nothing bad. It's started at three pieces. So the best part is I, I went with it all the way. I was like, no, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. But I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'll bring these to your house tomorrow. I was like, fuck, I'll be there. Sounds good. That's amazing. <laughs> a man. week later, Julian Rocco, that's who it was. No, Dante Diulio, that's who it was. He texted me. He's like, yo, did you get my ID taken? I was like, no, why? He's like, well, the ID just showed up at my house. I was like, no, I lost it, man. My bad. Smart. Uh, this is fucking, yeah, 2008 or something. It's a long time ago, man. It's funny how the scene has like progressed. And There's no more entertainment district anymore. There's like, not, but it. you know what? King Street's starting to make a little bit of a comeback. I, I like I said, I haven't been out in a really long time because I like Cause you know, I took a little bit of hiatus just to like you know clear my head and shit. But I went out on Friday. I went to the Raptors game. My buddies tricked me. They're like, "Yeah, like we're gonna go to the Raptors game, then we're gonna go home." I'm like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> then all of a sudden, you know, let's go for drinks at Myth. I'm like, "Let's go here. Let's go there." So like I ended up going to see because I'm still doing marketing for a lot of the venues downtown, right? So you do what ultraviolet or 44? Which one is it? So I do a bunch of different ones. So like I I've done some work with the with the Centrum guys. I helped them out with some stuff at the beginning, kind of still doing my thing over there, um, but not really. Kind of took a because it's just it's too much of a conflict, right? And then um, I do consulting for 44. So I literally am dealing with all of their marketing from the ground up on the on the back end. Plus my my um, marketing company inserts handling all of their branding, website, the whole nine yards. 
I do the entire Liberty Group portfolio. So like I have like the Chibos, I have uh, Don Alfonso, Blue Blood, everything, yeah, and yeah. Arcane and Chango. And then, yeah, who else do I have nightclub wise? I have her in Mississauga. How is that? You know what, man? Where, where's her? Her is the old 108. But isn't it also like was 108? 108 uh, was Mississauga. Is that like 401 area? Not the yes. old sugar. Where not sugar daddies. It's um, close to sugar daddies. It's um. It used to be called Anko, maybe. No, no, that's Anko's another place. Around. That's another Anko's place. Anko's near still your around. parents' house, isn't it? No, Anko's near my cousin uh, oh. Sophia's house. Farther, it's a 401 area. Anko is like square one area. Yeah, like north. Of, like yeah. you go more north. This is that. more like where the police station is on on whatever whatever that road is. Is her the one that's like they kind of built it to mimic Eleven, where it's like kind of yeah. So clubs? we did the branding. For okay, it. so yeah. we actually did the branding for it. So it was it was a funny story. It's like. You know, the guy who actually owns it is um, Tony Grossi. Tony Grossi owns the majority of, like, Rebel. So Inc. manages it, but Tony Grossi is, like, the, min- oh, you know, one, of the one of the bigger partners there. There's a few of them. There's, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of guys in there. But Grossi is, like, a legend. Like, I'm talking about, you know, this guy owned the Docks. He owned um, the Phoenix. He still owns the Phoenix. Like, he's, he's an OG, older guy. And yeah. I get a call, you know, he called Nick, uh, Regina. Nick and he's like hey listen you know I have this space it's this uh, strip club but I don't want it to be a strip club I want it to be a nightclub strip club like what do you guys want to come up with so we literally were like okay let's put something together we came up with the branding we called it her we did everything from the top down and it was going well Nikki was doing his thing over there and killing it and doing his thing but you know Nick kind of did a similar thing with me where we kind of got tired of the scene kind of backed out and then Naveen and this guy Andrew took it over which the guy these guys were running Luxie back in the day so her is basically what Luxie was got it but what's funny is as i you know and it's no no disrespect to anybody but you know it's guys like us we don't really we never really went to Luxie, right but and we probably wouldn't go to her either i didn't go to mississauga that's what i mean no offense mississauga clubs no but most disrespect (laughs) no but we wouldn't go to her right to your point i was the guy who would like get a school bus with my buddies and like go downtown i'd go square one and go downtown george George would get a limo though george George is rich (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna say it but no i did when i was like 16 actually sorry i don't want to hear the rest of the story but i remember i did my first birthday was at um what was the club that used to be above or next to the porch and rocking horse? Or maybe it was the porch and rocking horse. The um, club? Not Gravity. So, oh, fuck, what was it called? It was a nightclub. Where was it? On Richmond Street? Yeah, Richmond Street next to the fire department. It's like now going back. You had to go back like to 2000. No, no 2006. You would have been. So if you're talking young. about. I was like six, 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 so there was, there was Gravity, Metro. There was uh, Fluid. Embassy? No, Embassy. Embassy. Udo, uh, light. It might have been gra- something. What was Gravity with that way back Wednesday's one? Yes. Place? No, that was yes. Minaj. No, it was Gravity too. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gravity Anyways, too. it was one of those places. Okay. And my, the the guy who owns that place crazy owns Juliet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah? He owns Juliet. No way. My Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, unimportant story, but I did my 16th birthday or 17th birthday there. <laughs> Took a limo down with buddies. Collected like 20 bucks from everyone. <laughs> you got like I don't even think we did balls. I think we just went and listened no, to No, George for sure has a picture holding like two bottles of Smirnoff and yeah. is like, let's shut till outfit or something. Oh, 100%. Dude, 100%. 100%. Like, uh, do you know Glenn? Uh, do you know Daniel Moretto? Sounds right. Maybe. He's kind of a Woodbridge guy. Um, you know, obviously, know Glenn. For so sure. we did Glenn's 18th birthday at um, upstairs at Rebel when it was still called whatever it was before Rebel. Uh, it was called the Solarium. Yeah. At Rebel. So it's the upstairs where the atrium yeah, yeah. is now. Next I guess level. they call it uh, Noir. It was next level. Noir. That's what it's it was Noir called. Now. We got a picture of Glenn. So again, he organized a school bus down, blah, blah, blah. 
40 guys, everyone pitched 20, 30 bucks. You get cover and, you know, a drink each or whatever. And he's got a, a picture holding three bottles in each hand of Smirnoff with the biggest smile on his face. Dude, I think it was the guy's hilarious. profile picture for like three years. Dude, it's And hilarious. Glenn, no, I'm going to send this clip to Glenn because he'll know exactly the picture. It's so hilarious. You know, in our Le Chateau or a, like, what's one of those other stores back in the day? Le Chateau. I, I, well, I know what you're talking about. One of those outfits, Dude, you know. It was the fucking fast fashion outfits. Oh my God, man. What a weird thing. What a weird thing! Like people, like back in the day, I everyone did it. Even I, like, we did. Take a picture holding bottles. Like you're holding a bottle of alcohol. Why is that cool? But because, dude, that's still a thing. Yeah, oh, no, for sure. But like for the, the but now people, it's gotten even like more progressive. Like you know, this like this venue 44. I'm doing all their branding for guys. I'm telling you the honest truth. I've never in my life, and I've been doing this since I was 16 years old, ever seen bar sales like they do. And I have nothing to do with it. Well, I wish I could be the guy to say, yeah, it was all all my yeah, consulting. Yeah. They're doing bar sales like I've never seen before. And these people are just spending so much fucking money, like more than we ever spent collectively. Mm-hmm. I can like imagine. I'm talking about like these guys are doing like fifteen, twenty thousand dollar fucking booths, yeah. and it's insane, guys. Yeah. It's and insane. you know the craziest yeah, part well, is too. You see now it's like the evolution of the pictures holding bottles, like pouring out champagne on your like watches and shit. Yeah, I see so many stories like that. I was like, yo, that's that's like fucking rent. That's yeah. like. That's my mortgage this month, dude. It's insane. Pour, pour it out on your rolly. Like, it's like, well, like even why tonight, are we doing like, this? Bro, like, like, even tonight, like I have, um, it's one of the owner's birthdays, so I have to go by over there. And again, it's like now I'm fucking back in this fucking spot where I have to fucking go out again. But I'm going out tonight. I'm gonna go by over there, and, and they're like, "Yo, like, what do you want to drink?" I'm like, "Honestly, get me like a, a, a bottle of Spumante Bambino, and I'm good." He's <laughs> like, "He's like, we do we even carry that?" I'm like, "Bro, send that ace back. I'll take Spumante all day." <laughs> He's like, dude, like I don't give a shit. Like I'll drink anything. Like, man, it's even yesterday. At one point, I was I was at parlor. The lady's like, so we have bottles. Everyone's like, hey, Great I know spot. this is awkward. Can I get a bottle of water? She like, yeah, of course. So she brings over a bottle of water. So I was like pouring it. I was like, no, I just like I'm just so thirsty. I've been out all just day long. Water, yeah. I just need like that's a great spot. A large well, a good spot. We were actually talking about this just off. Friends with the owner, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Ollie, one of the one of the owners. So, Ollie, Ollie, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Ollie's a London guy. Great. I don't know him well, but I've heard like, he's good things about him. Honestly, yeah. solid. Like just yeah. straight up. Solid dude, we had him good on a couple energy. weeks ago. Yeah, those are just the best a little crazy, with good energy. That's the yeah, best but thing, they're, 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 they're crazy. <clears throat> but yeah, so he's uh, so that brand came over from what the from Vancouver, I think. So okay, now they're cool. here, and we were just talking off air. It's such a good like yeah. vibe in there, yeah. You know, from this time you sit down, the food's good, like. Okay, you're not gonna get the best meal you've ever had, but their pizzas, some of the best pizzas in the city. Yeah, you know the prices is are very fair. Like we had a table, we were maybe ten of us. We ate, drank. We had two bottles. We had maybe three or four bottles of wine, food, blah, blah, blah. I think our bill for like the 10 of us was like two Gs yesterday. Wow. Which, you know, for four hours. That's amazing. And we had a lot of people coming out. Like Danielle was there. George and Becca were there earlier on in the day, but they didn't stay for us. We haven't been drinking. Yeah, we've been drinking a whole, uh, Becca and I did 75 hard. So we did like this like 75 days, no booze, working out, whatever. Good for you. It ended as of yesterday. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty big deal. So we're gonna Saturday, March 19th. Yeah. Oh, you broke it. celebrating with candy. candy. I love what you're saying we're, yesterday. It's like this is being released in two weeks. <laughs> Oh, whatever. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, it ended on March 19th. Um, but we were at Parlor, and this is the second time we went. We went once a couple weeks ago for a brunch. And not only have, like, have we not gone out a lot over the like the last few months, just because winter, like, oh, we're not going to go out. And then we didn't do the, the no drinking. So we're like, what's the point of going to the, a bar? Like, we'll go to dinners with people. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not going to sit at a, like, a bar. I'm like, whatever. But then we went to the brunch. I was like, oh, it's really nice in here. Like, daytime, people are socializing. It's fun to people watch a little. And then we went again for um, to meet them for St. Patty's on Saturday. And... I was just looking around. I'm like, this is a very nice venue because again, vibe it, is everything. Man. Yeah, and it transitions really well. Like, it's very bright. In the, it's bright on one side of the day, a little bit dark on the one side. So you kind of feel like you're in almost like a 
chalet yeah, ski yeah, yeah. thing, whatever. That's cool. And then yeah, like it's it's a good party because it's loud music, it's good music, but you can also talk and hear people, which is that's like, the best thing, dude. Vibe yeah. is everything, and I tell everybody that all the time. Like you know, like when I got out and I start, and when I mean getting out, I mean like you, know, you got out stopping hard. at yeah. a club. Yeah, yeah, like you, I did just cold turkey. It was like did. it was like <laughs> it was like when a person like you know goes to drugs AA. or something. Like yeah. I just I said I'm done. And everybody thought, like, you know, everybody, you know, made the comments like, oh, you left because you're a girl or whatever was that, right? Everyone thought, oh, you found a girl and she doesn't want you going to clubs. Like, no, it wasn't that, man. Like, mentally, it was draining on me. Mentally, I was not who I wanted to be. I was this guy that was like, like I told you guys, like, I was, I was trained to be a promoter. So all I did was become a promoter. So even my relationships, my family, everything around me was this promoter. And I didn't like it. And I needed to just get out. And everyone's like, you know, I got out when I was up, you know, not to sound cocky or anything, but I was the top. Yeah. And I just said, I'm done. Like, this is the height of Maison killing it. This is the height of, Maison, you know, fuck you know yeah. this is the height of like when that club was selling out on like a, oh yeah, you know, weekly basis without problems. And Lime was doing 15 tables a week. Like we were killing it. But I just said, I don't want to do it. I'm done. I don't blame you. And I got out. And then, you know, and then I started it, focusing on the marketing company and there's uh it is, but there's also, it's so draining on your body. Like even I slowly got out of it and mind you, like I was nowhere where, where you were, but like even Moretti, you obviously remember Moretti, yeah. Alex. So we did it together. It came to the point where it was like, he wasn't enjoying it anymore. Like no. the guy was wanted to, leave. he'd get there at 12. He wanted to leave by one, the latest. Yep. And it came to the point where it's like to make my, whatever I was making a night towards the end. It's like, I'd rather just come and have fun and not have to 100%. deal with people. And again, I was doing EFS Fridays and lost and found Saturdays. You're like killing it. Those both places nights. sold out. Yeah. You know, Drake walks in and on a Saturday or Justin Bieber or someone, and it's your fault that some girl's table didn't go post. Like, oh, sorry, you had a thousand dollar table. You're not here at 1230 and Bieber just walked in. Yeah, but it's my fault that your birthday's ruined. Okay, you you know, like, or your friend's shop. It's like, guys, tonight's going to be crazy. Fucking DJ Exco or one of those Whatever guys was, is coming yeah. in. Like, show up early. Be there before 1130. It's like, no, it's lost of out. We'll be fine. It's like, you show up at one o'clock, you start calling. It's like, man, there's something I can do. But that was the problem. Like, it wasn't literally, like, you know what it was, dude? It's like, you know what I found when I kind of just took the step back? It was either you hated me or you liked me. There was no middle ground. There wasn't like, oh, just masses, whatever. It was either you hated me because I was either a dick or a piece of shit. Because I was. I, I'm not going to sit here and say I was a fucking angel. But guys, I was, you know, 20 years old making a lot of money doing my thing. And it got to me. I became a loser. Straight out. I, can, I could personally look back and say that. But then there was other people who loved me because, you know, I got them into a club where I comped them a bottle. So it was like, it was these two progressions and both of those things were based on what I did for a living rather than who I was as a person. Yeah. So when I took a step back and I'm like, okay, you say you like me. Why do you like me? Oh, like, you got me into that club. Oh, okay. Well, it's like why you do you hate me? Oh, you fucked me over by, I don't know. Selling not, my table or something. Whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was like, okay, so like, where's the, where's the realness here? And that's really where, like I said, I took that step back. You know, and then I was like I said, I was still dabbling. You know, I booked Drake at the Pray Noir thing, which was the craziest oh. thing. If you guys want to hear our story, I would love to hear that story. This actually, is the craziest story. Go I want to ask one thing on that topic because, like, I've I mentioned this once before. I don't know if we talked about it on this, but I said to Ricky because I always found it fascinating. Like, I was obviously in the nightlife scene, but I was obviously like I was on the DJ side, so I didn't really deal with. People would ask me, can you get me in? I'd be like, sure. Hey, Rick, can you wait these guys in? Like, yeah. I didn't deal with it. I never had, you know, you don't get um, chased around and hounded as much. Um, and I was obviously was only for a short time. But what I always found fascinating is how people um, like talk to and treat promoters. And especially when you have like a relationship with them. Yep. I found it very fascinating because I see like 
I've known Ricky for a very long time, and I was there at the beginning when he was booking shows in London, make, coming up. And pretty it's interesting Ricky. to see, yeah, it's, yeah, fucking pretty Ricky, <laughs> fucking dancing shirtless on bars still does it. <laughs> some things never change, eh? Matthew some, McConaughey. Hey, things change, but some things still the same. Some that's a good like commercial that. right there. But, <laughs> but uh, I always found that very fascinating. Is how like the, you won't someone who's like a friend or an yeah. acquaintance, whatever, won't talk to you for like a month, and it's like, hey, I'm outside this bar. Can you get me in? I always found that very bizarre. Yeah. And I want to ask both of you guys. Um, did that, like, did you, does it bother you that that would happen? Or did you, there was a sense of like, you knew that they still needed to rely on you? Like, how did you view that? Because I would, I personally would have been pissed. I would have annoyed the shit out of me. So, so I'll go first. I'll jump yeah, in. Go. When I was younger, I used to love it when people did because I was like, oh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna do this favor for you. You owe me one, mm -hmm. and that's how I used to view it. I was like, you know, I'm collecting all these favors. Like, you owe me one, you owe me one. I'm gonna collect. I'm gonna collect. Blah blah. But then it was like, the older you get, you're like, fuck right off. Like, you're not one of my boys. Like, yeah. yo, and I, my guy friends know I'm notorious for this. If you say, hey, um, like if you text me, I'll be like, hey, I'm outside. I'll be like, hey, my night's good. How's yours going? And they're like, no, no, I'm outside in line. I'm like. Oh, oh, that's unfortunate. My dinner's really good. You have you tried the pizza here? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, Ricky, like, can you please come get me? I'm outside. I'm like, oh my god, we just got another drink too, man. My night's having so much fun. Oh, sorry, what did you need? Like, I do it every time, because yeah. if you're gonna try and if you need something from me, small talk, Say butter hi. me up. Yeah. Hey, how are you, Rick? Hey, are you here? I know you're here because I saw your Instagram story. But hey, do you mind? Can you do me something up? for yeah. me? Yeah. That's why I used to drive nuts, and once I got out, and mine was a slow transition out, so it was like it was nice. Yeah. But you just realize like how many people don't actually care to talk to you. No. You realize okay, like I know we're club friends, but now that I don't work, it's like I'd still like to talk to you every of now and then. And like we're, I, we're not best friends. I'm not gonna ask you how your little sister and your and your mother 100%. are doing or your brother, but you know just check in. Hey Rick, you know I saw you started the podcast, or I saw you switch careers now. Like how's it going, man? Like nothing. Nothing. Which I don't mind because fuck the older Me I get, was, the, I want my circle to be even smaller. Mine was different. Mine was like, I didn't really look at it like that. But the problem was, is I looked at everybody, including like my closest real friends as money. Everything was money for me. Everything was not, and not in a sense that I got paid per head or I got paid with yeah. this, but you coming there was my job. And that's what it was. And my relationship with you was work. And that's where it started hitting me where it was like, you know, I'm with friends that, you know, I went to elementary school, like my buddy, Greg, my buddy, Rob, like these are guys that, you know, elementary school friends through the years and I started looking at them being like yo like why aren't you doing your birthday with me and he's like why don't you ask me where my birthday is first and then we'll see because maybe I don't want to do a club you didn't even ask me that you just said why aren't you doing my birthday and I just took a step back and I'm like I'm a piece of shit like that's not a way to talk to somebody but that's where my mind went dude you so were like was, convoluting, like you're mixing everything up. Was I like, mixed everything up. Man. And it wasn't like, I said, it wasn't pleasure than business. It was that, business it's, and it, dude, it took a lot for me to see it. You know what I mean? Like I had to go really down to, you know, the rock bottom, but not in a rock bottom in a sense that rock bottom in a sense that, you know, I sat there and I said, who's who, who's a friend, who's not, who's real, who's not, who's this, who's not. You know, I got into a new relationship and, you know, she was really even pushing me being like, this isn't you. Like I remember when we went on our first date with my wife and you know, I was just there. Just Give her a shout out. Steph. Steph, my beautiful What's wife. Up, but, Steph. You know, I was sitting with her and, you know, first date. And, dude, you know, we're doing the classic promoter thing. Like, yeah, like, you know, I just went on tour. Um, you know, I went on tour with two DJs. And, uh, you know, I know this guy. And, you know, I did some stuff with OVO. And, you know, you're talking all the fucking game. And she stopped me. And she's like, I don't give a fuck. She's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, it's funny because the first time I met her, I'm like, hey, I'm masked. Nice to meet you. I met her at a house party. And she looks at me straight in my face and goes, this, she goes, I know exactly who you are and I'll never go on a date with you. 
Like before I even said anything. Surprise, Steph. Yeah, I said. <laughs> and I said, ooh, challenge accepted. You know what I mean? But that's how it went. So she kind of pushed me to be like more me. And that's kind of why a lot of it happened. So in a sense, when people say, yeah, you left the game because you're a girl. It's like, yeah, I did. But I left the game more from my own, my own mind. Yeah. You didn't have a chance to kind of break and separate the two until that kind of happened, I guess. That's, that it it didn't happen. And it would have never have happened. Yeah. And it's honestly would never have happened because it was just, I was so convoluted or I don't know if that's the right word to use, but I didn't know what was what or who was where and what was going on. And it was terrible, man. You moving at a fast pace, right? You got in at 17. I mean, you probably didn't yeah. have a chance to stop and you don't smell stop. the rose or stop and say, let me take a break for a bit and figure yeah. this out and, and see if I want to do this. It kind of like, you know, everyone's kind of putting, everyone has it, something put in front of them when they kind of, and when that's you need what it was right? too. And it's like, even people that were like my friends, for an example, like you were doing loss for an example. Okay. When you were doing loss, we probably weren't talking as much anymore. Why? Mm -hmm. You're a competition. competition. So, but I love Ricky. Like Ricky's the best. But why did I act like that? You know what I mean? So you have to take that step back and be like, okay. Yeah, like, fuck loss and found Saturdays. Fuck Maison on Saturday. You know, that's, that's, what it was. that's how it was. Man. And it was. And it's like, you know, like if somebody would say, nah, fuck Ricky. He won't get you, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah. yo, you're talking shit about a guy who's you've known each other done like nothing but good things with you. Yeah. Every time you've needed anything for any sort of thing, you've always yeah, been yeah. there to support. And then you're taking, you're talking shit about a person who's been nothing good for you. So what kind of person are yeah. you? Couldn't really, so I guess, yeah, it's like more like it wasn't able to separate the business and the friendship it's stuff. It it's like, hey, I like him as a friend, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to push him to his business, yeah. but he's still my buddy. But that's you kind of put him together and Make said, money together. Yeah, yeah, And that's yeah, the yeah. beauty part that I tell everybody. Like, you know, like, Ernesto's got a great marketing company that does very well. You know, back in the day, I'd be like, yo, fuck Ernesto. But it's like now, no, no, no. It's Ernesto does great shit. <laughs> Good for Ernesto. I'm happy for yeah. him. I want him to make money. You know why? Because there's enough money for everybody. You know, I was just talking about community mm -hmm. just now. Mm. I look up to them. You know, they're at another tier than, you know, yeah, all yeah. of everybody else. Yeah, but yeah. when I see that, you know, art does these massive stuff, I don't sit there and like I used to before being like, yo, I want that or I want this. It's like, no, how can I get something like that? And what did he do right? And you know what? I respect him for it. And that's the thing. Like, that's what's really changed the biggest thing from the last, I would say, maybe three years for me. Is I've changed my perspective, changed my thing. And it's like, you know, not so much with you, with what you were saying, where you'll sit there and, you know, you want to talk to the person and stuff like that. I've kind of become antisocial, believe it or not. Like Same. this short thing is perfect for me. But like, <laughs> if I'm in a bigger set, I fucking hate it. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I am. Wanna... I'm the opposite of Ricky. If uh, someone wants it from me, just tell me what you want and I'll get it's it done. The way I am. Don't I mix small talk with yeah, me. Yeah, I don't yeah, care yeah. how your day I is. I don't care. Because do like, you're up, taking baby. away from something. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm you know, I got my kid now, man. Like that's priority number one. Like, yeah. Priority is number one, right? Like yeah. I get my mornings with him, like wake up, we chill in the morning. I get my like later on during the day. Like those are my time or precious days. Like you got to call me, of course. I got shit to do. Clients are going to call me. I got to do stuff for them. But make it quick because you're taking away from that. Yeah, you know? yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to ask too, like you th you're, you're saying now, like you obviously you're, you're supportive of everyone and all that stuff, which I think is awesome. And um, do you think before part of it was, was like maybe like envious? Like it's like, hey, I have to do the best. I was the top. I have to stay at the top. I have to be the best. Was it Part like, it. is that, I'm just out of curiosity. The biggest thing that really, and I'm not trying to talk shit. Like they're a great company and I did a lot of great things, but you know, I worked with Inc and I worked with Inc at a very young age. I was 20 years old when I got hired to Inc and I was at a very high position guys. Like I was making a lot of money. When you make a lot of money, there's a lot of, you know, expectation, which was great. But I was 20 years old, doing really, really well for myself. You know, I, my parents didn't give me money. My parents didn't give me shit. Everything that I earned, I earned it myself. I, I bought, I bought an M6 that was a year old at 21 years old. You know what I mean? Like I was doing really well for myself, but again, it goes back to what I was saying. I was a piece of shit. And when I worked at Inc, 
what fucked me over over there was Inc's mentality as amazing as the company. I like a Charles is, a, is an amazing human being. They're all f- the most creative people in the world, but their mentality there is us versus the world. And that's really what it was. And that was really the biggest thing why I stopped working with them. And what started the whole, I want to say mass, you know, rebirth was when I left there. It just started going into it because you know, I got into them with once and I, it was the, the conversation was, why are you talking to this person? And this specific person was, I don't say it, I don't care. It was Craig Pettigrew. Craig Pettigrew was again, another mentor of mine, was a manager for TSO for a very long time, you know, um, did massive shows, ran Circa, did all this stuff. Like he gave me my first shot at Circa. I was doing always shit club, shit club, shit clubs. They brought me into Circa as there was really not that many promoters at Circa. And I, I did like 27 tables in my first night, which was crazy. $27,000 I made them in one day but anyways besides the point I want to get off that but the, I remember I tweeted him and he was living in LA running a massive massive club over there and somebody from the from the company came and they're like yo why'd you tweet him I'm like pardon why'd you tweet him it's us versus the world what does that even mean what do you mean the guy's not even competition the guy's not even this and then I started hitting me holy shit you're not gonna go and talk to Ricky because Ricky's competition and then I started noticing myself go that way. And then that's when everything started spiraling. You know what I mean? It was like, I wasn't happy. There was, you know, shit that went down. And it's like, dude, and it's not to talk shit. Like everybody has no, their no. own way and you can't, you know, it's one of the biggest, <laughs> I think the biggest entertainment company next to Liberty Group, um, you know, in my opinion in Toronto. But, you know, that's the way that they built it. And for me, that wasn't what I wanted. And, you know, some people could turn it on and turn it off. But that's the, you know, I hope yeah, that yeah, answered yeah. the question. No, no, it's good, yeah. I get what you're saying, too, because even, and this is when me and you actually became really close, is when you hired us to this work. This is London. Yeah, this is London and Skybar. Yeah. That's how it started. I don't think I've, I'm going to tell the story, too, because we got some time. But yeah. we came back from Western. It was me and Alex. And even, I think you said, when you don't, you don't get to step back and just enjoy because it's like, go, go, go. We came back, and my I remember my parents like, Ricky, do a semester abroad, like, in the summer. So I was like, I can't yeah, leave. So. I got to... I got to do crown entertainment because this is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like you think you're such cool shit. Cause you're making, you know, thousand whatever. bucks a night cash whatever. or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I remember you, you got us like, you guys are going to do sky bar. I'm like, fuck yeah. We're doing sky bar. Yeah. Like, sky bar is one of the best venues in the city. Like, especially <laughs> in the summertime, four months. Amazing. <laughs> and you gave us a crazy good deal, which I remember being so happy for. And we were going to do Hawks and Fridays. John C was setting it up. And then you called me and Alex and you're like, no, you guys have to do this is London. This is how it works. This See? is if you're doing sky bar, you got to do this alone. We're like, okay, you got to give us a crazy amount. You end up, Shockingly, giving you us guys a, killed it. You gave us a crazy. That night. upstairs yeah. was nuts. Yeah, yeah, we had fun, anyways. Yeah. But that's how it was, and you, like you say, that's like us against the world. It's like you can't do this. You can't competitors. Like, yeah, we weren't ink employees. We were never ink never. employees. Yeah, we had our own little business, and you know, but you had our, to do it this way. But you have to do it. It's like yeah, all in house. Like, and that's the thing. Like, and it was great. Listen, it was great for ink. Like you know that that you know I'm gonna try to toot my own horn, but that time when I was at Inc was probably the biz- biggest expansion that they've seen. Oh, yeah. You know, it was a lot of nightclubs, a lot of restaurants, you know, Veld came during that time. There was a lot of great things. I'm not taking credit for it, but I was a part of that team. But, you know, that's the way it had to be. It was, fuck you. No, this is the way it works. This is this, this is that, this is this. And that's what started the whole, you know, revolution for me was like, no, like there's not a problem talking to Maddie Tomeris. Why? Why is that a problem? And now look at it. You know, my relationship with Maddie's great. And Maddie, I do a lot of work with Maddie on other stuff. You know what I mean? Nothing right now, but I do a yeah, lot of yeah, work yeah, with Maddie yeah. on other stuff. It's like, you know, Nick Dinonato, for yeah, example. Mickey. The, the Nick Dinonato is the best example. You know what I mean? If I would have went down the road where I was like, fuck everybody, fuck everybody, fuck everybody, I wouldn't know somebody as brilliant as Nick Dinonato. Like Nick and Nadia 
in my opinion, are the most brilliant people in the hospitality game. Their vision and the way that they look at stuff is like no other. So it's like, I saw them looking for a social media manager and I contact them like, Nick, instead of hiring somebody, hire a company. We'll do it for you. He's like, I'll give you a shot. But would I have been able to do that without knowing Nick? Would I have been able to do that if I would have burned that bridge? And the thing is, is like, I'm glad that I took the step back when I did because it really made me change my perspective on things. It also made me push me in a way that, okay, your work is your work and your friends are your friends. I was pushing everything together. My promoters, my, even when insert, the first two years of insert was all my friends. How do you go to somebody and say, hey, I need a deadline by this day. You need to hit that deadline. Then they don't hit the deadline. Well, it's because you're my friend. I'm going to come to you and say, hey, buddy, fuck you. I know you went out, blah, 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 blah. You're, you're an asshole. You're this, you're that, you're this. And I'm saying all these things to the person rather than if this was a corporate setting. Hey, man, you know, this is your first strike. You didn't get this done. Can you please get it done next time? So it changes the ball game. You can work with friends, but you got to have a good relationship. Like my partner in inserts, Joe, right? It's Joe Ghost, right? It's my partner in insert, and we have the best. Also, your best friend. Yeah, he's my best yeah. friend. So it's like we have the best relationship. So you can work with friends, but you got to. It's a, it's a, it's a sticky line, man. You got to know which one's which, right? But yeah. that was the that was the the crazy part, man, about it. But yeah, so I mean, if you want to hear the story about a prey noir, I'll tell you guys. This is. Oh yeah, yeah, go go. This was the most wild thing I've ever encountered in my life. So through my through my life, I always got calls. <clears throat> hey, I want to book Tiesto. Hey, I want to book this guy. Hey, I want to book Afrojack. Hey, I want to book these guys. Because I had, you know, relationships or whatever yeah, yeah. with certain guys. And, you know, the owner of Le Jardin called and said, hey, I uh, called Nick, actually. And Nick called me and then put us on a three-way. Hey, I want to book Drake. I want to do Drake. And this was after we did this Halloween party at Le Jardin in Woodbridge. And we did this Halloween party on a Saturday night at Le Jardin. It was the last monster match that we did. And we booked French Montana and French Montana was, he came out to $90,000 US. So it was like 120, something like that. We did the event. Needless to say, I was the majority partner on it. It shit the bed. It shit the bed. And I mean, guys, at this time, like I said, I wasn't really that much in the clubs anymore. I was on the back end. I was only doing one-offs. Insert was just coming up. So Insert was like kind of paying the bills, but not like anything crazy. So to lose, to be a majority partner of a show that, you know, lost when it was all said and done $150,000. And I'm all self-financed. I'm all this. My parents, you know, great parents, but don't come from money. You know, even though I'm from Woodbridge, but they don't come from money. It's, it put me to like nothing, guys. Like, I'm not joking. Like, within like seven months, I was like eating craft dinner. I was going to my parents' house and getting groceries. Like, it was fucking rough. Like, it was really, really rough. So, just a question. So, people listening, and for myself, majority partner means, like, you were a partner with the vet, with the, they, like, you guys joined together, so, and then... Yeah, so what we did with them was, is we did a buyout. So, we bought the venue out for the night. So, oh. we ran the bar, we ran everything, it was ours. So, we gave them X amount of dollars, whatever it was, and we took the whole entire venue. And then, you know, all the expenses of marketing, DJ costs, promoter costs, all of that was with that. And I did it with Nick, I did it with Paul, I did it with a ton of these guys who don't really do shows. So... You know, at this point, I was already seasoned, right? Like I was doing, I did Disclosure, 10,000 people. I was partnered with Embrace on it. Like I did, you know, a lot, a lot of big shows. So I was already seasoned. So when I saw the event coming up, I knew that there was a disconnect. The ticket price was too high for it being in Warbridge. It was a $75 ticket. You can't do that on Halloween. I don't care what anybody says, you just can't. You could do that as a second or third tier, but as your first tier through the gate, it's impossible to get it done. Because then people got to buy booze, they got to be all of that. So like, you know, if Ricky were to come out and go there, Ricky would be $200 deep before, you know, for him to have a good time. It's just too much money. 
But anyways, I saw that happening. I was the majority partner, but we had four partners, but we all had equal say. I lost the vote to start shrinking the party. Because when you shrink the party, you'll, I would have recouped $40,000, $50,000. I would have pulled security. I would have you know, closed the room. I would have pulled out some of the DJs. You know, there's things that you do. But I lost the vote and the event you know, did very bad. But I was the majority partner in a sense that I think I was like 40%, something like that. Something like that. And then it was divvied up, right? Like me and Nick were equals and then, you know, divvied yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it was, it was bad. Like, I mean, like guys, like I was, uh, it was a really, really scary time. And then, you know, I also went through some shit with my girl during that time too, where it was like, you know, she was kind of being like, you know, you need to, you know, break, break past. Like, I can't keep waiting for you to break past this promoter mass. Like you can't keep talking to people and acting the way that you were. So like, I was literally dealing with shit like financially I was dealing with shit work-wise. I was starting up a company and I was having problems with my girl. Like everything was just in the shitter. Perfect storm. It, it was the perfect storm, bro. It was literally, when you say the bottom of the barrel was the bottom of the barrel. And I was like mentally not in a good place. Like my mental health was at the all-time low. And then Nick calls me and Nick goes, it puts me in three-way with the owner of uh, Chateau. Uh, Chateau uh, yeah, Parentella. Uh, Parentella, legend. And, you know, Carlos a very you know, unique person with the way that he talks. He's, a very, talker and everything. Yeah, he's yeah. got the balls. He's got everything. And he's like, I want to book Drake. And he's like, I want to book Drake because I saw that, <clears throat> what that French Montana event could have been. So again, like I said, the worst thing that ever happened was French Montana. But then Carlos says, I want to book Drake. So I replied without even calling the farmer story, which, yeah, it is. I'll tell you after off air. I told so, it like two episodes. ago. So he goes, so he goes, yeah, like I want to book Drake, blah, blah. So I said, without even talking about it, it's a million dollars cash. Just because that's how I would vet somebody. If you're prepared to spend a million dollars, you're ready to go. You're, you could play in this, in this game because this game, is, it's not a joke. Like, it's, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of shit. So he goes, I'll call you back. Bro, guys, within a fucking hour, he called us back. I want to do it. So Nick's like, but we're doing this. I'm like, this is for real? And I'm like, okay. So we call him back. Okay, listen, this is our deal. This is our thing. And we got a booking fee. We got this. I put in insert to do the marketing. Like, it was multi-tiered of us doing it. Like I was involved in the production, like multi-tiered. This thing became a monster. So then all of a sudden he goes, yeah, okay, we're going to book Drake. And like, you know, I want to announce it, blah, blah. We announce it. And there was this huge buzz on it because it was Drake out at, in Woodbridge. And then, you know, we, you know, we did, our, we did our deal with the, the OVO guys and we did our thing with that because that's like a whole convoluted thing, right? With the OVO guys, like it's not as you know, it wasn't as pretty as it was where it was like a contract with an agent like I normally used to dealing with. This was a handshake and a dinner, right? Is that really how it works with them? Like it's not? It's certain, certain things, but this particular thing, this is how it went. So imagine now you are Carlo Parentella. And this is why I tell everybody, as no matter what you say about the man, that guy has the biggest balls. And I'm sorry to say that, you know, well, there's women here, but he has the biggest balls in the city. And the reason why he does is who the fuck pays a million dollars cash to somebody without even something signed that says he's going to be there? Guys, when we did the exchange of a million dollars cash, that was the most wild thing I've ever seen in my life. I can imagine. Wild, guys. A million dollars cash exchanged. No wire, no nothing. A Brinks truck <laughs> showing up to the Shangri-La because that's where Drake was living at the time. And doing this exchange was the most wild thing I've ever seen in my life. And then Carlo does that. And then he calls, okay, I want to book more people. Well, who you want to book? You, you let me know. Put a list together. Okay. But Carlo, you know, like, I get a percentage on every booking. You know, there's the marketing fees. There's all. Yeah, no, it's all good. I don't care. Okay, are you sure? Like, can I see a budget? 
Don't worry, I have the budget in my head. I'm like, okay, let me know. So, bro, bro, I booked David Blaine. I booked Jennifer Hudson. You know, I booked Robin Bob Thicke. Saget. Rest in peace, Bob Saget. It was the saddest thing. But yeah. booked Bob Saget. Booked uh, Robin Thicke. Like, we booked a lot of big acts. And, like, bro, we booked probably within three months. I think we booked $4 million worth of acts in, like, three months. So, now, this is what's crazy about this story. And this is where I was going with this was. I went from the worst thing that ever happened to me being to the point where it's like, you know, I was literally getting day to day, you know, paying my bills, you know, that bad. And that was never me. Like when I was 16 years old, like I was making a lot of money from 16. This is now 20, what was this? 30 something? Whatever when a prayer noir was, but I was older. I wasn't used to this, this guy that couldn't, couldn't do this, <clears throat> yeah. you know? And this was happening to me, but look what it created. It gave Carlo the idea to do, Pray Noir and Drake, even though he'll never admit it. He'll say that it's, you know, because it's Carlo. But he, that event gave him the idea to create a Pray Noir that launched this massive thing where it was the most money I ever made in my life. And I went from being the worst I ever was to buying my girl her ring, buying her a fucking massive rock because that's what she wanted. <laughs> Becca sitting there like, yeah. Doesn't even fucking yeah, wear baby, it. Doesn't even attention. wear the fucking ring. Cost me a fucking... Anyways, whatever. <laughs> Pisses me off every day. But got her that crazy diamond. Dude, paid for the fucking wedding. You know, I paid 100% of the wedding. My parents didn't pay for it. Her parents didn't pay for it. We, like, I paid for it. You know, got us, you know, our house in Bolton. Like, all of this happened from the worst thing that ever happened to me. So now it changed my entire perspective that through adversity, you could get something that's the best thing. I'm going to tell this farmer story because it, it, it works perfectly yeah, like this. It falls in line? Very so much I, so. I told him the other day and then I... You told I, me I, a couple times Yeah, and past. I sent you the real one because I, I always butchered it. So... Yeah, I'm going to pull... I used to, so I, I, I remember it pretty good now because I, I read it the other day and I, I read it to somebody because it's... Um, it's like a I, Chinese yeah, proverb type thing. And, and it's so important because when bad things happen... You just, you get so angry all the time and you're always so pissed off, but that's not what you should do. You should always just have faith and like, look at the bigger picture. So the story is <clears throat> there's this farmer and he's got uh, a horse. So the one day he wakes up and the horse is gone. The horse flies. So the neighbor comes and goes, oh man, that's terrible. Like you lost your horse. He goes, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Well, the next day the horse comes back with two more horses. The neighbor comes and goes, oh my God, that's great. You, you know. You got two more horses yeah. now. He goes, yeah, that's, you know, maybe, maybe not. The next day, the son comes back from war. He's riding one of the horses, falls off the horse, breaks his leg. Fuck, oh, my God, this is terrible. Your son broke his leg. He goes, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Well, the next day, the army comes to town. They're recruiting kids between the age of 16 and 40. Oh, they can't recruit the kid because he broke wow. his leg. He goes, you know, hey, you're so lucky. Your son's not going to war. This is amazing. The guys, the farmer's like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. And the whole idea of the story is that you don't know What's if, if something is good or bad until down the road, you know, the mm -hmm. idea of hindsight and everything. So it's something that when, whenever something really bad happens or even something really good, you're always so excited. You're, but it's like, just enjoy, enjoy the moments and realize that that's not the end. You know, you have more, you lost this horse or you had this really bad event and you're thinking, fuck, this is the worst thing to ever yeah, happen yeah. to me. Terrible. And look, it just translated to one of the best things that probably Dude, ever it happened. It made to me you. that, that six month span was just so terrible. Like I had a promoter that left me too, that went to go work for another company. He tried doing that. Somebody in my marketing company tried doing something shady at the time as well. Like it was just, everything was imploding guys. And like guys, mentally I was, you know, I've never really said this out loud, but like I was at the edge, like I was at the edge. Like I had nothing. Like at that point in my mind, I had nothing. And it's just so quickly how 
just by putting my head down and just fixing one thing at a time. Because the first thing I fixed on was me. I started seeing therapy. I started getting, you know, the help that I needed to try to figure out what was wrong and why I was this person. Then I started working on me and my girl. Then I started working on work. And then I started, it was one by one. And then everything got better. And then this was the tools to become a better person. You know, and now I could, you know, back in the day, I said, it. you saw what I said. So yeah, I was a piece of shit back in the day. But now I, I can sit here and say, no, I'm a good person because I am. And I believe that I am. And I want to continue to be a good person. And, you know, just having my son heightened all of that, you know, like it just, it's just crazy how things could change and how everything could happen. Yeah. You know, good for you, man. Honestly, thanks, man. I'm not, not sending a pander to you, and that's really impressive. Appreciate that. I think man. there's one thing I want to yeah. add, like that story. It's it's really true, and it's really hard to see. Um, I can say I think like you've gone good at it, like myself as well, like through what we've gone through over the time, like just different experiences and being yeah, there, of course. like sharing experience with, and you obviously seeing it firsthand by yourself. That's the biggest thing I think is you. Well, as you get older, but us, you face ups and downs in your life. You know, like those Wait. ebbs and flows. Is just honestly realizing that, like. Things I don't know what religion it's from, but I know there's one whether it's Buddhism or something. But it's like things aren't good or bad; they just it is what it is. It's, it is it's, an, it is. it's a it's a cliche saying, but really things aren't like you can view them however you want to view them. It's good. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is. It, it is what it is. It's a fact. It happened. That's all. You interpret how you want to interpret it. You take what you 100%. want to take from it. Um, and it's very hard in the moment. Like I'm not sitting here sound, trying to sound philosophical. Like you know something bad happens and I'm like, oh, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. I'm gonna learn from this. But you, you just got to weather the storm. You're going to be miserable. You're going to be cranky. Everyone goes through the same thing. Everyone handles it. But it's how you come out kind of on the other side and realize as long as you just keep doing one thing at a time, mm-hmm. not trying to boil the ocean, not trying to fix every problem you have at once. Yeah. Um, take a step back. Take a step back and do one thing at a time. Like just it's, it's, a, it's a very like uh, simple and like kind of cliche analogy, but like you can't build a house throwing all the bricks at the wall at one time. Yeah. You have to put one brick down at a time to build the foundation, then build up. And then this ties to the point that you said too, um, which is something as well that I've like thinking about a lot lately. And like, I actually like talked to Beck a lot about this. Um, the, the trip that I went on was one of the things that changed this a lot for me. Cause you're by yourself a lot. You think you reflect, you're like, you know, am I the bad person that. here? Am I doing something right and wrong? And you self reflect. But one of the things that I learned through that and, you know, reading and, and growing and experience is like, the easiest way to start being happy and, and starting on the getting on the right path to being who you want to be is honestly just working on yourself because you you can try and change the world. You you can. And there's people that do great things and people that make a big change. But at the end of the day, if you really want to be happy, it's look inside, worry about yourself, don't worry about others. People are going to be, we literally talked about this this morning when we were on a run. People are going to act irrational. People are going to act selfish, self-interested. Happens. Me, me as well, us as well. Every human does mm-hmm. it, right? No matter what. Um, as long as you work on like inner peace and and quieting your mind and not getting frustrated when someone wrongs you or someone does this, someone lies to you. Like people are going to do that. Yeah. If you're happy and you're peaceful inside, then it makes the rest of it easy because then you can say, okay, I, I should come to expect this. I'm disappointed that you know, my friend lied to me or this person, but you know what? That's how people are. That's what And it is. I can't change them. Just focus on yourself and, and that's step by step. Sorry, sorry Mass. Yeah, I want to cut you off for one second. Yeah. George, out of 160 episodes that we've recorded, that was hands down the best, most well articulated. Thanks, man. Like beautiful point you've ever. I was literally out. just about to say that it was that, beautiful. That was I, I was listening beautiful. to, and I I wanted to chime in so right many now. times. But it's and beautiful. we've done a hundred and fucking sixty episodes or something, man. George, that was but well. Really like you didn't fucking go in circles. You didn't ramble. <laughs> that was very well articulated, very to the point, and that was amazing, George. Good for you. Thanks, my pal. And that was all facts. 
back to you, Max. Well, but guy, I'm telling you, brother, maybe. that that part, and this is why I was gonna say it's it's beautiful that you said that because it's true. But think about it this way, and this is something that's gonna blow your mind too. There's a lot of bad shit that happens to people. It's just part of life. You've gone through your shit. You've gone through your shit. I've gone through my shit. And we can look back and say, I wish I didn't go through that. But you going through that made you the person you are today. Fuck. If the shit didn't happen with me being, you know, a piece of shit with my girl, let's say I didn't. I didn't yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. No, no. I don't think I didn't cheat on her. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But if I didn't go down that road where she sat down and said, listen, change. And it wasn't with the clubs. It was just change as a person or you can't do, you can't do this anymore. Would I have been as good as a husband as I am today? No shot. No shot in a million years. If I didn't lose all that money at, um, you know, French Montana, would I have been the guy that was driving the M6s, wearing the Christian Louboutins, wearing this, you know, draining the bank account every minute that I had, rather than just being the guy that, you know, I wear nice stuff, but I, I don't go crazy. I don't break my bank account. You know what I mean? Would I have, you know, would I, you know, if all the shit didn't happen, you know, through my life with all the work stuff and all that, would I have been able to launch a marketing company? Absolutely not. So the point I'm bringing up is all the negative brings you like that trip for you, in my opinion, even though I'm sure it was an amazing trip. Cause dude, I'm not going to lie to you. Like I wanted to unfollow you a few times. I was like, I was very jealous, <laughs> but, um, that trip, I'm sure there was some bad shit that happened, some good shit and all that. But that shit made you who you are. For sure. You are a better man with your girl because of it. You are a better man in life because of it. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing with you, brother. Like, Everything 100%. happens for a reason. I, I was actually talking to one of my girlfriends about this the other day because she said she was going through a, a hard time and, and she yeah. kind of came out on the other side. And I, um, I'm big on complimenting people. When people are glowing, mm -hmm. and I, I will tell fucking, I tell so many people, if I honestly believe people are glowing, I'll tell them. I'm like, yeah. whatever you're doing right now, keep doing it because you're, you're fucking it. radiating. You're glowing yeah. and I love it. And I was talking to a friend and I said, I'm like, look, you look really happy. I know it's just through social media, but like, you know, I, I ran into her. I was like, look, you, you're whatever you're doing right now. Keep doing it because it's fucking working. Yeah. You, you, you look beautiful. You sound beautiful. Everything on you right now is glowing. And she goes, thank you. Like, I really appreciate it. Like, you know, I've, I've gone through. So we started talking. She, she lost her job. She was in this fucking little bit of a trap where she was just on this like kind of yeah. downward spiral. And, and I don't want to say that. And I'm not going to say her name because. No, but don't. you guys might know her. But anyway, so she um, she was going down this bad path and she kind of turned it around, started focusing on herself and all these little things. Changed everything. Yeah. And, and I said, when you when you go through those lows and those highs, it makes you appreciate the middle. Mm -hmm. You know, the days where it's, hey, not a great day, not a bad day, because, okay, you're striving for something else, something better on the good days. And when you're, when you're not at a bad day, you're like, hey, I appreciate that I'm not at this fucking shit day. Exactly. Right? You know, there's, there's your days where you're ones and your days where you're tens. 100%. Well, fuck, the fives aren't bad. They're not. The, you gotta remember, to us, Dude, our, fives, to our fives. fives are better than most people's tens. But you, you know, know if, if in comparison, like, fuck, we're, we're sitting here and you've got so people protesting true. about fucking masks. Meanwhile, there's kids in Ukraine getting fucking bombed. It's insane, man. You know, and we're, we're upset because fucking we have to wear a mask. Oh, it's like man. it puts things into perspective, right? But anyways, the, the point I was making is that the, the hardships and the, yeah, exactly. Everything about it's perspective. perspective. So the highs and lows and that was a fucking good Speaking little. Speaking about yeah. being like super pretty, do you still have your six pack? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good pivot. I like that. I, uh, I lost it for a bit, You're but it's back. I got it back though. Like I, I'm going to have to like, mute, I lost it, I'm going to mute it. you on my Instagram because I'm going to be scrolling and my wife's going to be beside me. And she's gonna look. She's gonna be like, "Why don't you have a six pack?" Like, I'm Bro, gonna I'm gonna add you to my close friends. <laughs> then, then you'll see some shit. It's gonna start coming up way more. 
Yo, right, that yeah, would have been a good segue for me to make fun of Ricky for his TikToks. But you know what I said today? I said, I'm going to stop making fun of Ricky for his TikToks. Uh, well, he, I don't have TikTok at all. I actually, oh. Well, so if you bad. get I it. Own, if I own get a marketing it. company, guys. I do not have TikTok. It's bad. I got to get in the market. Yeah, you got to get on if it. If you get That's it, good? make I'm sure. Uh, it depends what mood you're in. If you feel like, like you know, laughing and, and feeling bad for Rick, don't watch his TikToks. <laughs> no. It's just like it's like single talk. Like what? Just like thirst traps. Yeah, so a lot. You're lot single now? I've been single for like two years. Hey, dude, I don't know. I haven't talked <laughs> in like five. Uh, yeah. So I've been single for like two years, and I made a couple like joke TikTok. I was using TikTok a lot for cast to try yeah. and get like you know, again, the more followers you have, the more reach you have, the better like any of your businesses can yeah, potentially yeah. do. So I would mix in you know like the work related TikToks and a couple thirst traps and try and translate new followers to downloads. Yada yeah. yada yada. Well, since kind of we're, we're slowly patching up. Or wrapping up cast. I've got, I had like maybe 30K followers on TikTok. Oh, wow. Well, then I was like, you know what? My niche, and everyone always talks about niches on TikTok. Well, my niche is that I'm that single guy on TikTok, right? I love it. Well, now I fucking play into it. And I, sh <laughs> I shouldn't tell us on the pod, but anyways, like a lot of it's fugazi. Like 95% of it's fugazi. Yeah. It's not real. Like half the it's stories I tell, media, half right? the stories I tell on TikTok aren't real stories. But again, it's like a satire account. Like I just, yeah. I have fun. I joke you around. Enjoy like, yourself. Um, but, but that's your persona, yeah, so that's now okay. I've, yeah, now Pull I'm the mic. Oh, yeah, now, now, now I'm, now I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, but that's your persona. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So it's kind of like, um, yeah, you remember good. Dom Mazzetti, how he played that, the, the jokes gym guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a long time, I did not know, like, I, I didn't know he talked normally differently. Like, I knew oh. he didn't talk like that, bro. Yeah. But his voice yeah, satire, is not yeah. the same. It's a satire. Like, that's a, it's an actual character. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I that's okay. a while to that. But that's, like, beautiful to have yeah, it. You so. could still do it, and you could still do what you got to do with it. Yeah, like, that's why. So I, I even, ch I actually changed my name You know you can progress this when you get a girl and be a, like, this is the dating guy now. Well, no, I, I always thought about guy. it. To, to be honest, like, don't get me wrong. I like TikTok. It's cool to meet people. Like, I've... I've met so many people really? on TikTok, like so many. I thought weirdos it was always too. little kids. Yeah, I've met, I've met a lot of weirdos, like a lot of weirdos, but I've like, I've connected like my favorite, some of my favorite TikTokers I'm friends with now. Like, you know, the guy Rod, he does like the millennial like work person on TikTok. We're fucking friends. All I want to know right now is I want to know the weirdest story you have from meeting somebody on TikTok. And I don't give a shit. I want to hear it because I'm so excited. Like when I meet somebody like a single, good weird or when I meet somebody single too, and I ask them like a question, like like do you are you on like Tinder? Are you on like Bumble? And Bumble? I'm like, what's the weirdest story that you've? Because yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't catch do, that. Do you right? want yeah. good weird or bad weird? I want like fucking funny, bro. Like I want uh, fucking funny or something, man. I don't know. Like I've met like I've met like a couple models and stuff like that, but like nothing nothing too yeah, so, like. Yeah, well, but what'd yeah. you do? I can't can't say that. I'm the weird. I'm the weirdo one. The stalker. Yeah, the stalker. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this. So, fuck. She might listen to this too, man. It's so weird. Anyways. Whatever. It's all good. So, I, I check so my fun. my DMs all the time, right? Like yeah. the the message request DMs, and the funny ones I'll respond to. I'm yeah. I used to I used to respond to all the DMs like before I start, but now it's like. You have a video that goes viral. You get like a hundred DMs a day, minimum. Like it's fucked. That's crazy. So I had one, and this is right when Ukraine and Russia just started. The the war just started. So she's like, "Hey, there's about to be a war. Quick, respond! Like, I need your help!" Like, well, it was something funny. Like, <laughs> it, it was before the war, but when it was the like the tingling. So it's like you could joke about it. Yeah. So I literally responded like, "You win today. That's a good one. You get a response like, what's up?" So we have small talk back and forth. And then eventually, like, I just got weird vibes from it. So I was like, hey, respectfully, like, I'm leaving, like, nice, nice chat with you. Take care. Well, next day she messaged me again. I don't respond. Keeps messaging me. Keeps messaging oh, wow. me. Keeps messaging me. So I respond, hey, by the way, like, I'm just, I'm starting to talk to somebody. Like, I just, I don't think it's fair. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Keeps messaging me. Okay, at this point, I just blocked her. 
Okay, well, that's on my like cool account, my Your Pal Rick account. I have a personal account, right, for like friends and family. Tell me she found you there. So, and again, I, the names are switched and they're not connected either. Yeah. Well, she adds me on there, starts messaging me. So I block her on that account. Then she has another account that she messaged me on both, right? So I block her. Don't I get a fucking WhatsApp message? Oh my God. Like, hey, and I reckon I, I look at the number. I'm like, sorry, who is this? She's like, oh my God, you responded. It's so and so. I was like, how'd you get my number? She's like, oh, I found out. I was like, no, 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 it's not online. How'd you get my number? She's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And like, keeps like switching off the cop. I'm like, look, I just want to know how you got my number. If you're she not going to respond to it, like, I'm done talking to this car. I'm, I'm so I block her. So I don't hear anything like two or three days. I get a text from a random number the other day. And I, I put two together. It just says, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> a, a random text. So That's it turns amazing. Out this, yeah. So now I've got everything blocked. But now it, she hit me up on another with another this random This was account. recently. This oh. is like two weeks ago, not even a week ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's definitely listening. This is yeah. amazing. Now, uh, <laughs> so that's like I that's like the bad story, the good story I've met. I've met a lot of like cool women, uh, which is you know always fun. But um, <laughs> yeah, now I'm actually like it's trying to do like fun. yeah, now I'm trying to do this like influencer shit, which I don't enjoy doing. Uh, but that being said, it's fucking crazy money. Oh, for sure it is. Crazy. I just for signed sure a, a, a pretty, like my biggest deal yet. You know, so. It's amazing, man. Yeah, Good for you. you. you yeah, it's pretty cool. So I'm, uh, when I'm I get couple... TikTok, I'm definitely following you. Yeah, yeah. I think I have one. I don't know. It's just, it's so bad. It's, I really got to get on it. Oh, trust me. Mine's bad too. <laughs> it's just like my client list, like for insert is like, I do grocery stores. Like I do banquet halls. I do like restaurants. Like they don't really go the TikTok route. They should, a few of them. But I just haven't taken them there yet. So I got to like. I don't know. I feel like for like restaurants, you could do, or if not restaurants, but grocery stores, you can do like deals of the day kind of. You know, um, like, think about the print flyers are going to be gone uh, soon. Think about it. You you go to the grocery store. I don't. You don't? No. You guys. You guys he does. I do. The other pal go? What, grocery store? Yeah. yeah. Oh, all the time. Would you go on TikTok to see the deals of the day? No, but if it was there, you might see it. I don't no? think so. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. It's not. No, it's not. Okay, I got a question. Yes, what's, your, what's your favorite grocery stores? Like number, if you had to go to one grocery store right this. now, you can't yeah, ask me. Is it conflict of interest? Yeah, um, Damn, I'll answer mine then. Okay, I just hope it's one of yours then, or else it's gonna be awkward. <laughs> it's not gonna um, be. I do a Portuguese grocery store chain. It's not. Um, okay, so I'm gonna. <laughs> do you know what? Me personally, I like Fortinos. Fortinos. Wow. Is a good one. Okay. That's, there's there's a really I was gonna nice say Fortinos. Yeah, there's a really nice Fortinos near my parents' house, and the best part is they still have like a bulk barn style candy Ooh. area. So every time I walk straight in there, I grab a couple of candies for my walk. That's funny. You know, I, I, I haven't know it's been, technically stealing, but like, fuck I haven't I'm actually been to Fortino's. I don't even know. It would have been since I was a kid. And we were up in like, where were we, Vaughn, right? There's a one on Woodbridge, the one on uh, 27 and thing. Yeah, that's, that's my the one. biggest one. That's I one. walked in. We that's walked the in one. there and I was like, what the hell is it's this? It's the best place? one. Man, it's like that's fresh produce. Yeah, and yeah. I. There's Dude. a lineup to get pizza there. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, and the pizza's, pizza's bomb. So good. It's bomb. The whole yeah. hot table's good. Yeah. yeah. And chicken ready rotisserie. Yeah. Okay. Costco has the best chicken. Five dollars ready to Hands go. Hands down. Yeah, but okay. Also, it's a fucking thirty minute mission every time you go to Costco. And you it can't just walk like, in. And, and it costs yeah. you like a thousand dollars just walking in there. Yeah, basically. But this Fortino's, it has <laughs> it's twelve dollars chicken at that Fortino. Twelve or thirteen bucks, and it's fucking bomb. It's bomb. All the food. Some days yeah. I go there for lunch. Yeah. If I'm in the area, like you used to have a job around the corner, I'll pop in for a hot table. Really? You know, do a sandwich and soup. It's like nine dollars or something. Oh. 
Honestly, yeah, that's man, a you know Rich just got fired up. That's the simplest question. This guy pulled the mic you, out. I don't even know. You, uh, you talked about chicken. Into the zone. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, you talked about chicken. That's protein. Fucking right um, fucking Rick. Mine's, uh, uh, mine's obviously my client, Tavita Foods. They're like a Portuguese uh, grocery store chain. Like, do you guys remember Western Produce back in the day? Yeah. Like, you know, that was like the WAP place. Like, if you were Italian and you knew Western Produce, if you're Portuguese, you know Tavita Foods. So they have three locations, and then they have like, they're the distributor of like, all the fish that pretty much almost everybody eats. It's insane. And they're, they've been my clients since like the, since I launched insert and they kill it and they're, and it's good, but it's far from me. One's in Mississauga. One's in Toronto. The other one's in Toronto. Do you know know where the one is in Mississauga? It's, um, Dundas, uh, Dundas Dundas QW area. Yeah. It's like, there's another grocery store nearby there. It's called, uh, because I know there's um one of our one of my colleagues, she's Portuguese, and she's a big famous Portuguese. She goes there store. for sure. She's and it's like in the Dundas Dixie area, I believe. 100% and she goes so there. I wonder if she goes yeah. Like if you're a Portuguese, you know them. Like yeah, I've never yeah, met yeah. a Portuguese person that I haven't sat in. They're just like, whoa, you do that? Because I'm a WAP <laughs> doing a Portuguese one, right? Like a a conflict adventure. It's a flex of the Portuguese. George, adventure. I'm gonna guess yours farm boy. Farm Boy's good. Uh, or Trader Boy's Joe's. But Trader Joe's doesn't it, count. Farm Boy used to be for a long time. I really liked it because it was like Trader Joe's. Uh, but recently it's changed. So it's there's two part answer. Like I'll I'll echo what you guys say with Costco. I like it's one of my favorite places. Costco's Costco. my favorite place on earth. Honestly, like Becca Becca always says it's one of our like favorite dates to go on. When early on we started dating, we would went one day, like middle of the day, we just went to Costco to shop and it was like the <laughs> most fun. We just like walked the aisles. The I buy it, random it shit. Is, too. It is fun though. I it buy it is fun. Yeah. Man, you can because yeah. you fun. can eat there too. You walk down and think about everything's a talking point in Costco. Like yeah. you walk by, you're like Oh, look at that Philips Sonicare two for one special, hundred dollars. That's what that's kind of toothbrush me? do you use? You want one? Let's no, grab one. See, I'm different. I'll buy shit I don't need. I want, and then me too. this is not the first time that, that not the first time we went, but like the second time I went by myself. And because she, she started noticing when we were dating, she's like, "You just like you, you random shit appeals to you or whatever." And I was like, "Same here." <laughs> I one day went and bought like I did a run for us to get groceries for our place and. uh and I like put them down, put it all away. And I left this one thing out that I didn't know where to put. And it was like a Tupperware organizer pantry set. <laughs> she, yeah. She comes home. She's like, she's like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's like a pantry organizer. Yeah. It's cool. She's like, you realize you live in a condo and yeah. you have like, what, two free shelves? What are you going to do with all this? I open it up. They're like massive, like pasta holders. Yeah, and yeah it's the worst. I had to like put my tail between my legs, pick it up, walk it back down to Costco and like return it. Um, Every time then I buy some random, but that's not that's my lo- my one answer. The other answer, not farm boy, um, no frills. No frills is bomb. You so know why I like no frills? Yeah, bro. go. The branding. Yes. The no branding. Fucks given. Leaning into the no name. Yes. Yellow and black, like their products. You look at the shelf; it's just yellow and black, no name. On top of that, the stuff is like you go get chicken broth at let's say Loblaws, which is the company that owns them. Yeah. It's like Campbell Soup's like three dollars. You go there, the broth it's like a dollar. Like yeah. it's just substantially cheaper. Okay, it's, it's the, the best same produce. Shit. I don't it's know, the same shit. but all the stuff you're gonna get on the shelves is probably the same. It is. I think their branding. I I don't know why. I just think it's really Genius. good to lean into that no name aspect. Genius. They do the haulers commercial. Anyways, yeah. I so like, the, I like the only no thing, frills a lot. I and I don't no frills. The only thing I don't like is the inconsistency in the produce. For sure. So for like, sure. Man, when I go when I go grocery, it's like. Every no frills could be different. Yes, it's like you know when you're going to Fortino's. At well, least my it's franchise. It's fucking everyone is the exact same like selection. They all kind of look the same. It's all organized the same. When you go to no frills, some it's like some ways you go there and I'm like, wow, I just got like all this stuff for this cheap and it's like good stuff. 
And then you go to one that's like around the corner in a different area. I'm like, this is all trash. Well, it's franchise. You know, you know, so they always have a name. Yeah, yeah it's front like of Joe's it. No so it changes the whole ball game. With yeah, it. it does. But it's uh, it's crazy, man. Dude, going with Costco, man. Like when I bought, I was in a condo. I moved out when I was 20, right? So I was in a condo from when I was 20 years old till I was. You were 30. definitely at a condo at seven in Jane, seven in Western. No, 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 I wasn't. No? I, never, okay. I moved downtown. I was downtown. Oh, I was at Queensway and Windermere. Uh, yeah, I knew this. Yeah, I was at I Queensway this, and Windermere. Yes, yes. I first moved downtown. I was in right beside, right under Maison, right above Maison at the Rose Roseland over there. I was there for a bit, and then I moved to Dan Lecky Way, and that was a shit show. And then I moved to uh, Queensway and Windermere. But, yeah. bro, speaking of which, with Costco. The first thing that I did when I bought my house and we were doing our walkthrough and I saw that we had this massive, what do you say in English? We call it a cantina. A cantina, yeah. Everybody what is it? Cold, like a cold, a little cold yes, yeah, Whatever. cellar. As soon as I saw the cold cellar, bro, do you know the excitement that ran through my mind? All the cans off the but shelves at Costco. Bro, I just put them in bro, there. Bro, I went to Costco that first day, me and my wife, I spent $2,000. <laughs> And it was on. Can sardines? Like, I'll eat this at some point. She literally <laughs> said to me, she goes, but what human being needs 30 cans of peas? We don't even eat that many peas. I'm like, it doesn't go bad. This was a good purchase. Like, <laughs> she's like, honestly, she's like, we had enough toilet paper to last us till like next year. This is before the pandemic. The pandemic yeah. And then the pandemic happened and everybody was stealing toilet paper. I went up to her. I'm like, what's up? What's up? <laughs> what's up? Who's right now? And she's like, honestly, I can't fucking stand you. Like, <laughs> you know what's funny? That's I'm the I'm the same way. Like I'll just see shit because like I grew up in a house where my dad the same thing. Like he's got his yeah. cellar, he's got like all and he'll keep you know like a bag of like onions down there and he'll have yeah. pickle jars. And I'm like, I like that because you just go grab stuff Dude, whenever you need it. it. And then when we go grocery shopping, I'll pick something in the cart. She like like looks at me and she's like, What? What Why? are we doing with this? Put yeah. that back. Yeah. I was like, Really? You don't think we need it? She's like, You don't even eat that now. What's wrong with you? I, I honestly put it back. I'm like, you're right. You're like, right. Guys, I'm not joking. Like, whatever it was, my house is a, what I live in a, like a normal house, right? Like, it's a, it's a corner town. But because it has that long balcony, like, I have a long balcony. So the cellar is underneath the balcony. So I have like an abnormally long cantina compared to my house. So, like, my sister in law's house is like, you know, triple my size, detached, whatever, all that shit. But my cantina is bigger than hers. So when she comes over, she's like, oh my God, this is amazing. How many tomato Honestly, sauce jars you got I actually there? bought the house just because of that. So that's I didn't amazing. know. Wait, you're, that's, you're at Windermere and... I was. I was. Oh, I was. Now, I'm, now I'm in Bolton. Bolton, okay. Now I moved to Bolton. Because I live in that too. area. Like, I, I but, moved but, there in 2019. I'm at the um, uh, Legion Road, basically. Oh, right off there area, in the loft area. I miss Etobicoke so much. It's, it's the best. I miss Etobicoke yeah. so much. I don't know if this is actually correct, but a cantina, the difference between a cantina and a cold room is that a cantina is always at the front of the house underneath the stairs, and okay. it has a window. And some cold rooms don't have windows, and they're not a thing. I don't know if that's actually true. This well, one has, a... it has like the holes. Like I have the holes. That brings outside air in. Yes. I have like four holes. Because I just did Soprasata this year. Guys, like I'm, when I'm telling you, I got old. Like I'm old. <laughs> Like I did like my would be homemade homemade soprasata. Who? Which one? Alex. The Alex. One. Oh, well, I talk yeah. to Andrew all the time. You gotta talk to Alex, bro. You yeah. guys are gonna fucking get along. I did. Me. I did soprasata this year, so it's like my flex is like. He'll hard. invite you. He, you guys will. I'll anytime you do anything like that, call him. Well, I'm going to Andrew's house. I think in probably like another month. We're gonna go swimming. We're gonna take yeah. uh, his the kid. little baby. Nice. Yeah. So I told him my first. The first time I take my son swimming will be. In How old your son? He's five months. Oh, congrats, Actually, man! It's very wait, recent. six months. What's today, guys? Twentieth. 24th he's six months congratulations man. that's Thanks, awesome man. yeah very cool on another level man having a kid there's nothing better in the world honestly guys i'm telling you the honest truth like everybody used to say it to me and i never understood it everybody used to talk to me and i never got it and i'd be like yeah 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 because i love myself so much right and there's nothing wrong with that but dude when you have a kid you literally care about nothing and 
I'll tell you guys this, this quick thing. It's like, this is what, this is where I kind of figured it out. My son was guys three weeks old and the scariest thing happened. I was walking down the stairs and my fucking foot gave out guys. I'm not fucking with you. Like I'm talking about, I went in the air like this and my kid was two weeks old, bro. So if anything happened my kid was gone and I pulled them close to my chest like this and I held them really tight to my chest and I landed full front, everything on my back. Like I'm talking about guys, I had like a bruise like this big on my back. And I, 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 the where I'm going with this was is like, and it's not like I'm a hero or anything like that. It's, it's, I didn't care about myself. All I cared about was him. And I'm on the floor holding him and he's crying. And I, I made sure that I was holding his head and whatever. And my wife comes around, oh my God, blah, blah. I'm just take him, take him. He's fine. He's fine. So she grabs him and I'm on the floor for literally guys. I'm not joking with you. It was probably like, I might even tear up with this. I was on the phone for like, maybe like on the floor for like two minutes in excruciating pain but in complete shock. And then I literally hysterically started crying because I felt bad. Like I almost killed my kid, even though it wasn't my fault. Like my socks just gave out. Like it wasn't, yeah, what it's, it was. it's a slip. And I didn't have any, I didn't have my phone on me, nothing. I just slipped, but it changed the whole dynamic where I really just didn't give a shit about myself. Like I easily could have broke my back. Like there's no reason I could, I should have broke my back. Yeah, you don't care about grabbing the rail, but I didn't even, I didn't care about grabbing the rail. I didn't care about anything else. I cared about just making sure this kid is on my chest and going down. And I hit my back, bro, and it was messed up. Like, it was bad. Like, I had to go to, like, Disney and shit. It was fucked up. Mass, you still playing hockey? Of course I am. I had a feeling you were. Of course. You think I will ever stop? <laughs> I will never in a million years stop. My wife fucking wants to kill me. Mass, so I played hockey with Mass a couple times. Mass <laughs> telling me I used to play AAA, blah, blah, blah. Fucking and greatest, did not. greatest player in the and world, apparently. And this is not. what, yeah. <laughs> this is like a, you know what this, this sounds like? If I didn't hear your name, I'd be like, oh, that's Andrew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Andrew, he was, yeah. yeah. Brady, that's like a story. Like like yeah, yeah. yeah. Mass told me he's like, AAA, blah, blah, I get there. I was not. No. No, the, the team isn't either. The team no, no, either. no. It's changed now, though. Are you guys good? The that? team's evolved now. We're we're pretty good first in the league. Mass we're, is a heart guy, big heart. Heart. Guy. I'll, I'll block like the shot with my face. I have problems. <laughs> my <laughs> wife came to one game and she saw me go for a block with a shot, wearing no chesty, no nothing. She's like, honestly, I can't even. I'm never coming to watch you ever again. I'm like, it's all good. I don't care. All heart. That's me. I'm pure heart guy. I never had the physical. Uh, Physical gifts to make it far in sports. Yeah, I was yeah. always like, I just fire in the I team up. I was the guy that would go like just all nuts, all fire hard. the team up. Yeah, yeah George yeah. always has nice gear too. Always. I looked up, I looked, I did look. Dude, we got into the, the biggest shit. fight two weeks before our wedding because she came to me and she's like, honestly, you have to put a cage on. She's like, if you're going to play, you need to put a cage on because there was a game the week of my wedding. <laughs> and she's like, you're not going to that game. I'm like, it's playoffs. I'm going to the game. She's like, and listen, like, I, you know, we have a very good relationship, me and my wife, where, you know, we kind of talk to each other about things. I tell her something I don't like. She does it. Same vice versa, right? But when it comes to hockey, it's there's no conversation. It's hockey and Juve. There's no conversation between those two. So I go to her. I'm like, I'm going to the game. Like She's like, you have to wear a cage. Like That's my compromise with you. I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. No problem. I went to the store. I bought a cage. I showed her. I'm like, look, this is the cage. She's like, why isn't it on the helmet? I'm like, you know, there's a lot for me to install. Don't worry. I'll install it this week. Because I did not wear that cage. I, I played it. It's still enough. in the bag. Eh? It's sure like, enough, yeah. It's still in the bag with the tag still on it. And the reason she got this. No, I brought it back. I was, kept the receipt. Brought it back. But <laughs> this is the French Montana time. No, yeah. <laughs> Needed the money. The <laughs> but bro, no. The reason she said this was it was Joe's wedding. My best friend, oh, Joe yeah, Ghost's yeah. wedding. And my I, I don't play on Thursdays. And the wedding was on Saturday. And a buddy calls me. And he goes, yo. It was actually somebody from the club scene. Uh, Adam Julian. Remember Adam yeah, Julian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he calls me like, yo, can you come play tonight? I'm like, yeah, no problem. So I'm, as I'm leaving, my wife's like, we weren't married yet. She goes, make sure you don't get hurt. You have the wedding this weekend. Like, don't be stupid. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. So I go play with them. Literally the first shift, stick goes up, 
cuts my lip wide open, blood everywhere. I played the rest of the game. No fucks given. <laughs> Heart okay? guy. So I go. Big heart guy. Dude, I go, like, listen, like I said, Stitch me up. Stephen, the, the zipper is not there, but I don't zips. give a fuck. I'll play. Like, I don't give a shit. So I played the entire game. I leave there. I send a picture to my wife. She's like, you're a fucking idiot. You're dead. Like, you're dead. They're going to kill you. I get to Joe's wedding, at, like, in the morning on the Saturday, no, on Friday night. I get there on Friday night. He looks at me. He's like, bro, are you for real? Dude, as I'll never forget this. They're walking. So, because I didn't see her, I didn't see Sylvia, his wife, till, the wedding. you know, she's walking down the aisle, right? So she walks down the aisle, obviously does her smiles, looks at Joe. She looks at me and she just shakes her head like this. For fuck's sakes. Because I had like this massive like fat lip that was like trying to hide and bump like every photo. I'm like this, like <laughs> smiling in the fucking photo. And like my wife's like, that's not happening at our wedding. Sure enough, it didn't. Thank God. But uh, and we won the playoffs that year. So fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> at my wedding Please. speech, if you go back, it actually says shout out to the Phoenix and my entire hockey team at a table and got up and started going buck. And then I actually put... <laughs> I put our championship photo on the screen. Like, bro, I don't give a shit. That's a good story to, uh, to, to start to wrap it up on. Um, actually, random side note too. Eric Gabranson, one of our old guests, plays in the show. He, uh, he cut his, he plays on Florida now. Took a high stick. It took him 30 minutes to like, stitch it up or something. And the coach was losing it on, like, on his own like, medical team or something. Wow. Yeah. So I'll show you after. Um, but yeah. We are going to wrap up. Mass, sure. uh, question I always love asking people. What's, uh, what's the rest of the year look like for you? Any rest exciting year? new projects or anything? Yeah, man. Honestly, we've got a lot of crazy stuff. Like I said, the consulting thing's really taking off. I'm working with 44. I'm doing well with them. And the venue's on fire. So I'm going to continue doing that. And I enjoy working with them. They're not club guys. So I, I really like that about them. Is that, that's Sacco, right? One of Sacco. No. No. no it's, so, oh, Sacco's ultraviolet. Yeah, oh, that's yeah Sacco's yeah, ultraviolet. Yeah, yeah, These sorry, are three, uh, two brothers from Niagara Falls that are developers that opened up a really great venue. Yeah, that's the, it's the venue. Below, um, it's below Lavelle. Lavelle. You know, oh, it's like on another level of like service. Like really? when the masseuse is the, there. The like doors beside Oretta. One server per each table. Like real shit. Really? How, yeah. bi how big is the space? 500 people. So like a lost and found size no. bigger? No, it's way, way bigger. bigger. Lost, lost was 100. It was like 200. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's bigger. Lost is opening up again, eh? Yeah, Mondays. But yeah, no, so nice. them, I'm doing some, a lot of big shows with them. So I'm probably going to start doing some, I'm probably going to put some house music stuff in there soon doing that. So that's on a consulting side. Insert is literally on fire. Like we're literally getting restaurant after restaurant, doing a lot of great work with the Liberty Group guys. So I got that going. And then uh, I might be working with this venue in Mississauga. I'm just working out the deal right now on the consulting side. So it's like, I'm going to have two tiers to it. I'm going to have, you know, the insert marketing side, but I'm also going to have my consulting side, which is very different and kind of grow with shit and do my thing, man. But Honestly, man, if you had to ask, that's on a business level, but on a personal level, bro, I'm just going to enjoy my kid. That's it. Good enjoy man. my kid and, not, and try not to fight with my wife. That's it. I love that. I love that. <laughs> that's it. I love it. That's Mass, awesome, if man. people want to find out more about you, follow along, where can they go? How can they find you? Uh, my Instagram is Mass Mograsafi, G-R-I-S-A-F-I, but I'm sure you'll put that on the thing. And uh, there's insert marketing and uh, there's 44 Toronto and whatever else I'm involved with. Perfect. We'll make sure we put everything in the show notes. Appreciate it. And if you made it to the end of this, guys, we appreciate you, Mass. Thank you so much you for coming on. This was this was, was so fun. nice to sit blast, down and man. do this My first podcast. and catch up. Is it? Yeah. You're a natural, man. Hey, yeah. Man, killed it. Killed you. it. Anyways, guys, subscribe. Give Mass a follow. Share this. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, make sure to head over to YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Share, share it with your friends. And that's it. Signing off, pals. You like to drink and yeah. smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes and every high. I got alone, no one thing.
Tonight, alright. 